Hi, everybody. This is Keith Musicman Hanalek, and this is the Final on Vinyl podcast. Tonight, we are with Rick Randlett of Orchestra Indigo. This is the second time we've had the opportunity to speak to Rick. How are you doing, Rick? I'm doing very well, Keith. Nice to talk to you. You too. So how are things going with the new album? I uh, see it was released just about a month ago, a little over a month ago now. I had the opportunity to cover it myself and enjoyed it. Yeah, I appreciated your review. It was very nice. Uh, it's going well. Uh, the response has been very, very positive. Uh, I wasn't sure because it is kind of different. It's not just a standard ambient new age kind of thing. It was just something that, uh, you know, I had always sort of wanted to do. You know, back when I was a kid, when I was in, in college studying music, uh, you know, we performed a few requiems, and I really got kind of caught up in the form and always thought it would be a cool thing to do. And at this point, it's like, well, I'm not going to write a real requiem with all the Latin liturgy and stuff, I'm, you know, but can I do something you know, that gives the same sort of effect. And so uh, it was just a project I just thought would be a cool thing to do. And uh, it came together faster than I thought. Uh, Probably six months total of writing from when I got the idea to when I was ready to start mixing and mastering. Yeah, and it was quite different. And you always feel like you're probably taking a chance when you do something different like that. And it's always very satisfying when it works out and it's well-received, right? Yeah. uh, And yeah, I did. I mean, there was a point where I was like, you know, should you really release this or should you just do another album of nice songs? And uh, I said, you know, it's, it doesn't matter. It's, I'm happy with it. I'm proud of it. And people will like it or they won't. And I, there's no sense not to release it. Uh, you know, if we were still making CDs and stuff, I don't know. You know, if I'd had to make 300 CDs to do it, I might have thought about it differently. But being able to do digital releases made it, you know, a little easier to take a chance, so. Right, I suppose that does. Also, as far as the investment goes, you know, there's a difference there too, right? Yeah, I mean, I've got, you know, leftover from my blues guitar days, you know, I've got a few hundred CDs sitting around in a storage unit somewhere uh, that I'll probably never sell, you know, so. What's the picture on the? I was looking at that, the picture on the artwork. What is that picture? The statue of on that? I don't honestly know. Uh, I found it on a uh, a stock photo site and bought bought it for use. Oh, okay. Uh, it's just I uh, I don't have the photographer's name on the tip of my tongue, but I have, it's on the album, I believe. Uh, 
I, uh, and it was just, yeah, I just uh, was going through some of the stock photo stuff looking and I don't know, it just kind of popped at me and said, you know, this is kind of a, a cool tie-in. Uh, and I don't know if you've seen the video that we did for, uh, for the Lacrimosa track, but we followed up on that theme and it's all statues and Roman ruins and things like that all in black and white. Oh, that's cool. And we did that to kind of tie into that cover. Yeah, I just, I loved the picture. It was just, you know, the close-up. You can see all the texture and the dirt on Mm -hmm. the statue and everything. I just thought it was a really neat photo. It's a crack on the shoulder, too, you can see. Yeah. -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I really like that photo. Yeah. Would you consider this a concept album? Yeah, I guess it is. Uh, because I, what I did was, again, because I didn't use any of the Latin except for the titles, but I did structure it. There's a a specific order. Well, I shouldn't say specific. There's a general accepted order to how a Requiem goes. And I did my tracks title-wise based on that. But when I was writing them, I was thinking of a flow, you know, from the, you know, the introit is an introduction, and it even ends with a chord that leads into the next piece uh, to truly be an introduction. And I tried to make it flow through to the last one uh, with Libra Me, where, you know, we're set finally, you know, the person is gone, the person is buried, this is the end. We hear the bells ringing and it's over. Uh, and tried to structure, you know, more of an emotional thing to, to take, if people, and I know so few people listen to complete albums anymore, but if you do, and I know you have, uh, you get there, hopefully there's a flow that takes you through the whole experience of the service. Definitely. I, I just can't get over the fact that people don't listen to albums. That's all I do. I know. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't, you know, if I'm going to listen to an album, I, I sit down, I listen to the entire album. Yeah. Uh, to yeah. me, uh, it, it's a an album is supposed to be a work of art. Right. Uh, I you know I have a friend, his name's Eddie Turner. He's a blues guitarist, and he said to me once, we were talking about the idea of if you're doing a, a blues CD, you know, and you know, can you add too much to it? Because can you go out and perform it? And his attitude was that you create a work of art in the CD and then you worry about the performance aspect later. But just create the art and do what you have to do to make it the best piece of art you can make it. That makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. And I still, and yeah, because, you know, we're unfortunately old enough that, you know, uh, especially me, 
you know, we all, we, when I say, yeah, I listen to an album. I don't listen to individual tracks. I've got so many albums that, I mean, I, I just, you start at the beginning and listen to the end. That's the way it's done. Right. And playing live is entirely different. This opens the door to um, improvisation, you know? Yes, exactly. Which, yeah, that's a different thing. Things, yeah. I like that, though. I like that when people stretch out and try different things and make the yeah, song just a little yeah, longer. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, if I go to a concert, I don't want to see the person perform a carbon copy of the album. I want to see them do, you know, do some stuff to it. Uh, one you know, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking about the two titles. The, the, the first one was Farewell to Memories and now Requiem. Is there a tie-in there? Uh, pro- only in the fact that I'm getting so freaking old. <laughs> you know, I, I mean... I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I could say I'm going to be 71 this summer. Uh, and, you know, you look, you know, the, just the last couple of years, I've really changed my whole outlook on life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the end is not just some nebulous thing in the far distant future. It could be tomorrow. Um, right. And so, yeah, so there's things, uh, I mean, like we, when we talked about farewell to memories, you know, the idea that, you know, when I went back to look at my grandparents' house and the place where my brother and my cousin and I spent so much time as kids and driving away and knowing that we would probably never see this again. Uh, you know, it, it, that's just a, an interesting feeling. Uh, and when I was when I was doing this one, I don't know uh, the uh, when I was in college, we performed the Mozart Requiem and the Verde Requiem. Uh, I don't know if you know much about the Mozart one. It was all there was a version of the story in the movie Amadeus, but uh, he when he was writing the Requiem was convinced that somebody was trying to kill him. And he did die before he finished it. And his Mm -hmm. wife paid one of his students to finish it and hid it from the person who had commissioned it so that she would still get the money. (laughs) Uh, And so there was a point when I was about halfway through it, I'm going like, Wow, would that be ironic if I didn't if I died before I finished this? <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that would be, you know, okay. Uh but yeah, so I think it's just a matter of, you know, you reach a certain point in your life and you just you do start looking at things differently. Uh, I'll try to make the next one different. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm still waiting for you to combine um, instrumental instrumental new age and uh, blues together. I have <laughs> tried. Uh, I've tried multiple times because uh, you're not the only one who suggested that to me. I'll tell you what. Every time I've tried it, it turns into 
smooth jazz. Oh, that's cool too, though. <laughs> it is, and I I like smooth jazz, but it's not really what I want to do. Uh, I feel like there's so many people already doing it who do it well. I don't know that I have anything to contribute there. Uh, but yeah, it turns it becomes more like that because I when I play keyboards. I'm always thinking more textures and tones and more extended chords and stuff. But when I play guitar, it becomes more of a performance because I've been playing guitar for almost 55 years. And, uh, you know, so I've, you know, gotten pretty accomplished. Uh, And so it's hard for me to just play a simple melody that I will play on a piano. I want to embellish it and make it something different on guitar. It's just my natural instinct. I see. So, but yeah, I mean, and I'll, I will try it again. I can guarantee you <laughs> periodically drag stuff out and set it up and start miking guitars and start trying stuff. But so far, you know, it's not that I don't come up with nice stuff. It's just that I don't think it's exceptional. I think it's, I don't know. And I might be too hard on myself, too. I don't know. Yeah, you're probably your own, your, your worst critic. I mean, I know I am. So. <laughs> That's typical. And you know what? There's a, lot of fle- there's a lot of flexibility with this instrumental music. You can lease it out, you know, for, for, for commercials, for movies, yeah. for all mm-hmm. kinds of things. You know, besides just the regular uh, people sitting and listening to music or streaming it, you know. Yeah, we have been exploring some of that stuff. I would love to get uh, a few placements like that. That would be really nice. It Um, would be. It could be very lucrative if you find find your niche and are able to get Mm -hmm. it out there. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that at all. It's so important to, to to have that flow on getting back to sitting and listening to an entire album. There is a obvious flow to every album that you listen to. And with instrumental music, you really need to pay attention more. You know, if there's vocals, you, you know, and it's a song, you know, you sing along, you're not really focusing in on all the instrumental things that are going on. With, True. With this, with this type of music, you you have to. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. I do you don't have yeah. to. It's a choice, but it's my choice. Yeah. I, you know, you should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I need to do that, and, and that's just the way I I listen. Though anyway, you, besides yeah. sitting and writing a review, that's the way I listen to everything. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, sometimes you I, hear things you didn't hear before, and it's, it's yeah. a cool experience. I try to explain to people that I can't put on music and like have it in the background while I'm cleaning my apartment or something like that. Cause I'll stop and go, Oh, what did he just do there? And the next <laughs> thing I know, I'm sitting there listening or else I've dragged out a guitar and I'm trying to figure out what I just heard or, you know, but I just, uh, I pay too much attention. I can't, it's not a, a background thing for me. It's like, I have to, like you said, I have to get totally into it and, Really listen to what's going on. Wow. Definitely, you have to pay attention. 
there's always a message there, you know. Yeah. You know, you have to have some insightfulness into the, you know, the cover art and all the instrumentation and the titles and all of that all comes mm-hmm. together. And if you can figure it out, you know, it's it's a cool thing. From where I sit, it's the opportunity to throw it back to the artist and they'll come back and say, you know, you get it. And, and say different things, and it's very satisfying to hear that because yeah, sometimes absolutely. sometimes it's like, well, I don't know if I'm getting it here, and this is, but I'm gonna, this is what I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know? some, I'll tell you honestly, some of the pe- the things that people have said in reviews, uh, it, it, I go, oh wow, I never looked at it that way, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool for me to see you know, other people's, what you get from it, it may not be exactly what I intended, but it's great that, you know, that it resonated with you the way it did. Uh, You know, that's really cool. I'll tell you one thing that's always fascinated me is that, you know, when I finish an album, there's always, you know, I'll have one or two tracks that I think are my favorites. And they are invariably never the ones that the general public and reviewers think are the two fav- are the two best. And I've never figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> different strokes for different folks, as they say, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's fascinating that you know, other people listen to it, especially reviewers who I know have, like you said, have sat down and really listened to the entire thing. You know, they listen to it the same way I do and that they pick, that they don't usually pick the same ones as their favorites that I do. I just find that fascinating, you know. Uh, You know, so. Some in some cases, like I'm just looking at the review I wrote on Requiem, mm-hmm. I didn't even mention a track because it was the whole thing for me that I mm-hmm. had to write about. Sometimes that's the way it just comes out for me. Other times I'll mention three tracks or go track by track. It just depends, you know, how I'm processing it. So yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Yes, I do. So, yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but yes, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it seems like you're in a creative renaissance with this orchestra indigo and it sounds to me like you're going to keep going with it oh yeah i'm already working on i mean i did some uh in between i did a few weekly tracks that i put up on youtube i don't know if you saw them on my facebook page or not but i did a few you know just things that i had written i just found a nice photo to go with it and put them up on YouTube and I've been working on another project. I've got, oh, at this point, maybe two or three tracks that I like, but I'm, I don't know. I see possible trends, but I'm not sure. I, this, I may come up with some other idea tomorrow, but yeah, I'm really, I feel like, that creatively and everything at this point in my life that I'm at a really good point. Uh, I'm loving what I'm doing. I have ideas for stuff constantly. 
Um, and, you know, I've distilled my life down to where I have time. You know, I'm sort of retired, but I teach, you know, I teach about 15 hours of private music lessons a week. And I get paid well to do that. So I have a lot of time to compose. I live by myself, so I have a lot of time. I'm not, I don't have other people pulling me here and there. And it's just, you know, um, as long as I can sustain this, I want to create as much as I can. That's great. You're in a good place like that. And I'm so glad that you made that change. It sounds to me like it was necessary and it just reignited your, your, your passion for the music and the creativity yeah, part. Yeah, it really did. Yeah, I, I am just really enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, well, I had really reached a point where, you know, the going out and playing in bars for three, four hours a night and just lost whatever charm it ever had. <laughs> you do enough of that, it loses its charm pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I did it for a long, long time. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah. Well, Rick, it's been great talking to you uh, tonight, and uh, I look forward to more great music from Orchestra Indigo. And you will hear it as soon as it's ready. I'm sure I will. <laughs> yeah, okay. Take care. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on, Keith. I really appreciate it. My pleasure, sir. Have a great evening. You too, Rick. Bye-bye. Night.